Oh God, I look like a ghost. Welcome to <laughs> Ghost Chat with Tim and Joel. Ghost Watch, Ghost Chat, chatting about and watching ghosts. Tim and Joel ghost you in the ring. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> they never saw him again. Are we using the same chair? I think I feel like we have. I feel like we have the same chair. This ergonomic mesh style thing I, sorry we're, this that is, is an identical content. chair whatever yeah. no, nobody listens to the podcast anyway it's all about this the video content do you think people are actually listening to us on 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 podcast form i can't or they see just the watch data. the video i can't see the data anymore so i couldn't tell you <laughs> the problem is i can see the data but apparently it's mixed in with the actual fightful stuff so every every number is skewer. everything's good <laughs> everything is great uh by the way our discord which i'll plug in a second uh it was brought to my to our attention that it is the first anniversary so first of all if you're part of the discord and you have been since day one or even since we since we started it a year ago i have one thing to tell you happy anniversary we appreciate you. And that is loud and so far in my ears. I love it. Tim, I missed you last week. I had yeah, to sit we down. Took, we took a, a, a week. What you a week. Two for weeks me. off. What a week. Yeah. To, what, two weeks for me to take off. All chaos. All chaos. And then I haven't watched any wrestling until like does. this week. So like it really felt like I took the weeks off. And then I came back and all hell is broken loose. It's true. I I had to sit down with with Kate Elizabeth and and talk about wrestling with her and talk about the MJF thing with her. You know what that's like? I I don't know. Is she? Well, I don't know. (laughs) It's actually pretty good. We ended up having some pretty good numbers that week. I missed you. Fine. Yeah. yeah, It's okay. Uh, We got so much to talk about today, friends. We have stuff to catch up on. We have uh, my unfortunate loss last night at NXT in your house. Uh, My back still hurts from a table bump, but we'll talk about that in a second. But for now, you should go over and toss us a thumbs up on the video. If you're watching us after the fact, you can leave a comment, give us your thoughts on the show, or maybe you just want to rant a little bit. Sure, whatever. You go for it. It's just wrestling. And you can subscribe to us here at Fifle Overbooked. The good news is, Tim, we're over 13,000 subscribers on Fifle Overbooked. We're going to overtake the main Fightful channel in no time. Those 70,000. 2,000 subscribers will not know what hit them yeah, when Overbook becomes the becomes the A show. We are we're, we're we're like the Carmelo Hayes of this thing. We are the A champs. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, you, you can send us your super chats and support us here at Fightful Overbook because we are the A champs with the B income. So go ahead and uh, support us here, Fightful Overbook. The dollar sign at the bottom of the screen in the chat here on youtube.com slash overbook gets you a chance to send in your super chats and to support us here because we're self-funded and the discord link in the description we already gave you the the, the anniversary shout out tim how are you feeling um wretched i did the hot ones event for the second time last night uh so i don't feel good today joel <laughs> saw it I saw your Instagram stories. I then sent you a message saying, why are you doing this to yourself? And I'm surprised the answer wasn't hashtag content. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It was just for funsies. And I woke up at 4.45 in the morning and have not slept since. I, I don't think you should sleep either. My child kept me up most of the night along with my wife. So there we oh, go. This, oh, this wasn't the child. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm aware. I, <laughs> okay. I'm comparing notes here that we were both uh, lacking on the sleep department. But anyway, let's talk about some wrestling. So you and I didn't talk about MJF. We it, Things have drastically changed since last week when Kate and I talked about MJF. And I also sat at one in the morning on a new show with Sean Ross Sapp and Rob Wilkins talking about the MJF situation and what we know, what we don't know. People kept asking questions. Uh, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is it worky, worky, rooty, tooty, worky, shooty? Worky, shooty. shooty well, we worky. found out it's both. Yep. Uh, what are you thinking? How do you feel after Dynamite and the promo that MJF cut? Is this something you're into? Were you, before Double or Nothing, were you like, you know, were you interested in the story? What, what's, what's, what was in your head with the MJF stuff? Um, I mean, I was following it. I wasn't particularly interested in the story because like, you know, it was interesting. It was clearly stuff was going on, but there wasn't enough detail for me to really care all that much. Right. Like it was like, there's a flight booked and and all that, which is interesting enough. Like it seemed concerning. I was mostly concerned, like, well, they're going to do the Wardlow match or is it going to hang over this pay-per-view? Is this like, oh, the only, like, 
one of two good stories told is not going to happen now. And in the end, like, I don't, I didn't love the match itself because of it. Like that, that felt kind of wonky. Um, so like, I didn't care so much about it leading into it, but then this promo on Wednesday, now I'm invested. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was delivered extraordinarily well. Um, I read a lot about it before seeing it. So it was hyped up quite a bit for me, which got me nervous because things were, and they, you know, pipe bomb, pipe bomb, pipe bomb. And it, ha- it shared a few similar beats, but it was delivered in a way that was different enough that it wasn't the same to me. Um, and it seemed very specific to this actual situation and everything that he said, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Like looking at his career and how AEW has evolved, like, he deserves like a lot because he's done the best stuff. Like, and he continues to do the best stuff. Um, I actually really enjoyed the way they handled it by cutting his mic after the F bomb uh, and the fire me and then going to commercial and then not acknowledging it at all. I, I loved that. I thought that that, that it keeps the, the mystique there, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. immediately show me that it's a, it's a work. It's a word. So I'll bring up Kylie's comment saying that wrestling fans love a good soap opera. And yeah. I, I fully agree. That's literally the main reason I watch wrestling. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a toxic masculinity soap opera that I would love to go back to the soap opera bit a bit more. Like yeah. there's too much. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't. Yeah. The in ring is great, but I would, I, I would like it to be accompanied by uh silly stories. Are you trying to say there's too much wrestling in your wrestling, Tim? Yep. Yeah. Well, so am I. I agree to a certain degree. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, they, we, you and I sit here and talk about it every week, how we are fans of the storytelling aspect and the way that the stories evolve, not necessarily the way that the matches unfurl. Sometimes there are stories in matches and that's great. But when you and I sit down and talk, we're mostly talking about the stories within the, within the overarching show. Yeah. And so for this MJF promo and the MJF story itself, and, and, and so I'll even add to it, like when you and I talk, you typically don't give a shit about like the backstage stuff or like the, the craziness. But this was one story where it affected the actual writing and the actual workings of the program that it made a difference. Like it actually changed the way that the show was going to run. If at all, because like you said, the Wardlow match happened. It was not great. No, it seemed got in, got out. It seemed like they might not have spent the time to work it because they were too busy dealing with MJF trying to pull this power move. And like what happened, happened. There was no, there's no new Wardlow music or anything, which like kind of undercut, the the build for that a little bit to me i feel like wardlow got a little bit screwed by this process um the match itself was you know i i it's weird for mjf to then come in and do this promo after getting completely decimated like that so that i would have liked it to be more of a match it was more of a match than how i saw people describing it at least so i what like with my expectations i thought it was going to be a short squash um there was at least some like chase to it so i didn't mind that as much um but i would have liked to have a little bit more back and forth but overall it it, it was fine so yeah and again i agree with you with the the mjf stuff took away from a lot that including the wardlow um, yeah now we got to rebuild wardlow after building wardlow and that kind of sucks it really like like, it deflated him it was a little bit yeah that i feel bad for wardlow and all this honestly yeah, exactly. So there's like there is an opportunity for him to um, revitalize himself and become a much bigger star than what they were just starting with. But uh, yeah, you know, they, they yeah, like they did the comedy spot, like Mod Mike's talking about with the diamond yeah. ring, and then Bryce coming over, but then I got uh uh-uh. uh, and that like that was cute. They they yeah, clearly was, yeah. had some stuff planned going into it, but by and large, if the stories are true, like MJF Max walked in you know, during the buy-in and walked out afterwards with Pat Buck, who's one of the producers now over at AW. So like, yeah, you know, or I guess they he also, coaches, also yeah. like his, the way he was taking those power bombs after the first one just looked not good, which kind of took me out of it a little bit too. Like he kept taking yeah. it like arched and the, it really like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't to his usual caliber in terms of like how, like the wrestling part of it. Cause he is very good in the ring and it, I didn't feel like he gave it his best. So 
And then it felt weird having him come out completely no selling on Wednesday after they did a stretcher job with him. Yeah. You know, and I understand that all of a sudden, what was this big conversation about whether or not MJF was going to show up or whether or not he was going to do it? Like, why couldn't the conversation have included a let's take two weeks off so that you can pretend convalesce at home and then we'll bring you back and we'll move from there? because he comes out on Wednesday, cuts that promo that everyone gets hung up on, which understandable. It was a very good promo. Yep. And it takes away from everything else. Takes away from the Punk and Tanahashi announcement, which they then try to reset. Yeah, after they the restated it immediately after. I was like, hang on. But everyone was already like talking about what happened with MJF. And at that point, it was kind of just off the rails. And then we saw it again on Friday. It was a whole other can of worms, which we'll talk about very shortly. But the MJF stuff just... Um, Again, it's 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 this weird conundrum where like it's great story, but yeah. it's awful for those surrounding him or for what it's 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 this like vacuum black hole thing where if you're around the MJF story, you're probably not going to be important. So in other words, you can expect the MJF story to become somewhere around the women's uh block of time on AEW television. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's going to continue. I don't know what they're going to sp- been out of this like is tk gonna choose a champion i don't want to see tk become an on-screen personality like vince mcmahon i don't think he has the same charisma for it like i I, so i i don't know i don't know how they're gonna handle it um there's a lot of potential there because max has just done the best story work in aew consistently him and jericho so this popped me in reality mjf is in a wheelchair but in kayfabe he can walk yeah (laughs) He just gets up before each promo, just like, Max, are you doing this backward? He's like, nope. He just walks out. He saunters, does a dance, and just just waltzes right out there in front of the crowd. And then when he comes back, actually, you know what? That's most wrestlers, to be honest. They're yeah, oh, yeah, beat yeah. up until the adrenaline hits, and then they're like, yeah, I can go. I'm 12. Yeah, pretty and much. And then they come back, and they're like, please give me the wheelchair. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about punk or do you want to talk about other stuff from AEW before we talk about this whole, whole ass mess from Friday? Let's talk about other stuff. We'll get, but we'll get to punk. We'll, we'll make them simmer on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do, do you want to talk about more behind the scenes stuff that has effects on the stories? Cause yeah, uh, sure. We were talking about the Thunder Rosa stuff. And supposedly she mentioned not being super duper happy with what's going on with her in AEW. I, I agree with her. First of all, uh, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. confusion, a lot of backseating to the AEW world women's championship, which is supposed to be the title. Her match with Serena Deeb on uh, at double or nothing last week was probably one of, if not the match of the night. And the treatment afterwards was to, sick sick or not the treatment of her was just to not even mention her yeah which is messed up absolutely um, not i i have some mixed feelings about it i i don't know that i love like i loved a lot of that match uh it got a little bit plotting because they were gassed at times um not serena like thunder seemed kind of slow to slow down at a couple of points that kind of took me out of it but it was a very good match like i loved the back and forth with the uh with all of this submission stuff um they were given time to build it and it wasn't good. And like part of that is AEW being very bad at telling these women's stories. But it's also like, I, I don't think that either we talked about this before, like leading into this, that the build hasn't been good. And I don't necessarily agree that it's because they weren't given the opportunity. Like it's, there was just, it's, it's falling kind of flat. The delivery wasn't good on any of the promos. Like Thunder Rosa is there to wrestle. And like when she's allowed to do that, it, she shines. But there needs to be something to work out some of the gaps. Um, because like the TBS championship is taking the shine in the women's division. Because Jade Cargill's stuff is just landing better in my opinion. Like I think it's yeah. just more compelling. And also giving her the baddies has completely renewed her character. Yes. And going back to the build for Deben Rosa, I agree. There was there was no um physicality in terms of matchmaking going into this thing, other than Deeb having a match or a squash, whereas Thunder Rosa wasn't, you know, wasn't wrestling for whatever reason. Which, and when like, stuff like that happens, it completely it, it messes it up because you've got yeah. two good wrestlers not being able to show why 
their match is going to be good. You do the thing where, you know, the men's uh, championship, you had Hangman on commentary for a punk match. You had yeah. punk on commentary for a Hangman match. Something like that would have been awesome, but we didn't get that with the women's feud. And I wish I wish that we had instead of just the back and forth promos that weren't that great. Exactly. And that's where we can criticize the booking part of it, because like they were given opportunities, but they were strictly limited to promos. And neither one of them are like particularly strong at that. They should have been booked to get more match time. But God forbid we do that because you only allow one women's match on the show and it's held up for the Owen Hart tournament, which ended in whatever. Man, I hate these tournaments so much. The stumpy brackets, aren't you think? The stumpy brackets suck. The The prizes seem meaningless and they always end up with some gaudy thing at the end. Like now they have these stupid belts they're going to carry around in reference. And they're the king and queen of hearts. I hate all of that. I don't care for it. Like it doesn't do anything for my my aesthetic. I find it, doesn't, it cringy. It doesn't add to their characters as of right now. No, exactly. Because they're not like, it's the same as the king of the ring stuff. It doesn't do anything for me other than give them another lame title that just doesn't like doesn't have any real meaning like there's no there's no opportunity to come with it just like yep we value these wrestlers these wrestlers who we already were you know giving all of this attention to are you trying to tell me that you think the owen hart belts are the 24 7 championship of AEW? is that what you're trying to say I think they're worse because there's no value to them, right? Like they they're just gaudy. One, they're ugly. I hate the I hate the way they look. So um, hold on, before you do that and before the chat completely jumps all over you, they're based off of the Smoky Mountain wrestling titles from Owen's day. So they are they are made okay. in, they are they I are like, made as as a tribute tribute to him. You can you can not like the aesthetic, but yeah. I, I figure the historical aspect is probably yeah, important the, to point out. The context is good because I don't know because I don't know a damn thing about Owen Hart because I was when he died in 99. 99. Yeah, I, yeah, he died. I, I, May 23rd, I was 99. I was nine years old and I wasn't watching wrestling. So like I don't I don't know anything about Owen Hart. Um that's fine. Like I would have been okay with they get the titles and then they just keep them on the shelf. Like as a you know, like I don't think they need to be in the story. I don't think we need to now refer to them for the next four weeks. Like that's what I don't really get. Like it doesn't add anything to their characters, like you said. It doesn't, they're not being defended, like they said on commentary multiple times. Like Cool. So, so I see in the chat someone's pointing out the Owen Hart belts are the king and queen of the ring. Well, first of yep. all, yeah, yeah. They, that that's fine. And I and also said I don't like that. <laughs> like, once, yeah, once upon a time, the king of the ring came with a title shot, or at least some sort of something. Whereas this tournament just happened for the sake of tournament. It 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 felt a little masturbatory in the way that it was presented because there was no reason for it to exist in terms of like the rankings which aw make such a big deal out of yeah i wanted like, something to actually exist coming out of it and maybe it will but like right off the hill we just kind of said they are the champions they come out with the belts they show them off and then what they just happen to have won a tournament what does that mean like i get i get this is honoring a man who was a good man and a wrestler who who died in a terrible way like that part i understand um But like, yeah, why not just add some sort of narrative meaning to it other than just like, remember this person? Like, I I don't I don't see that it it has no real bearing. And then we do the the handoff and it's very sweet and there's a cup. And then there's like she's like, I'll see you next year. Wear a hat. Oh, my God. This this is it right here. Adam Cole should be given an IWGP world sure. title match at Forbidden Door for winning the tournament. Like as say, easy as that. You could have tied this into your Forbidden Door pay-per-view that's coming yeah. up, right? Like in that that way, you have contenders, you have matchups where you don't need to really do a story build because you a won a tournament. Like, and there's a connection to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Owen had wrestled there. A lot of the footage that they were showing was courtesy yep. of New Japan. There is absolutely a link that you could make. It's not like the strongest one in the world, but you can have Cole go for whatever championship. It could be the, the heavyweight title. It could be the, the junior heavyweight title. It could, be, it could be the U.S. heavyweight championship. Whatever it is, they could have done something with that. What do you do with, with Britt Baker? You don't really have like a stardom connection with them just yet but yeah like, just, so new japan has no has no women right like it's just men new japan is entirely is okay. entirely men and then stardom is also owned by the same company that owns new japan so Got yeah it. they just don't have like that connection because 
I think Tokyo Joshi Pro is the main um, company, main main promotion that AEW works with with the women. So there you go. Uh, yeah, and I think I, like like that would have made a lot more sense to me, right? Because again, it's just coming back to the it's the same thing as the women's tag team tournament. Like it didn't, it didn't matter. Like it doesn't have any stakes. So why should I care? Uh, Graham with the super chat. Thank you. Says the own heart belts are just the dynamite diamond rings. They're dirty props for dirty heels to win with. Also, who is the effing Mark? Is it a new heater? Is it a new Japan guy? Yes, it is Marco Khan. That's going to be the next guy. Mark, not Marco Khan. Mark O'Khan is the guy's name. Uh, that that's going to be it from new Japan pro wrestling. Uh, yeah. Kinemaru is going to be playing him. So that's, that's what I felt about that. Like it just wasn't not for me because I don't have all this context that all these other people are passionate about. Like it, it, it for its sake doesn't do much for me. Yeah. So the, the bigger conversation is how to just, just put more women's title time or put more women's time on your show continues to be the criticism that many people deliver to AEW. Because again, if you're doing a show where 15 minute block going into the main event is the only time in which you showcase your women, that's got to stop. And for a while, people were like, no, they changed it up. It's different. It's then they went right back to it. And it's been the same way. Ever yeah, since. like they, they'll they'll mix it up here and there. And then we'll be like, OK, maybe we got to ease the criticism. And then it goes right back to it. Like yeah. that. That's the frustrating part. Like and then I hear what I think they were chanting women's wrestling on one of the shows this week. And I was like, well, sure. Why not? Yeah, cool. I guess get it out during your 15 minutes. But also, like, you've got a guy who's looking at the minute by minute all the time and freaking out over what that means. It's okay, Tony Khan, to look beyond the minute by minute and to start pushing the talent that are making a difference with your audience when they come out. It's okay. I think he's just very, like, kind of scatterbrained approaching it as, like, a data analysis approach. And I don't think that he's fully comprehending what, like, I see this all the time in business where people will look at data. They will make decisions based off of it, but they won't understand how it's really derived. So it doesn't like they're they're making inaccurate decisions because they don't really know where it's even coming from. Like, yeah, your women's division does poor numbers because you give it no attention. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, or you, that's a or big you, problem. Or you force people who aren't ready to do like deep promo work and rely on that to get everything over. Like play to people's strengths. I agree. Play to people's strengths and just just give us give us the better just just give us different stuff just do it differently and 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 i get that the the irony of max coming out and cutting promos where he's like i'm the number one draw in the demo and i i'm like well you're right but the problem is now your boss is going to fixate on that whether that's a work or a shoot it's still out there yeah so anyway it is what it is uh punk wins the world championship at double or nothing five days later tweets out before rampage hey gotta make an announcement and there are people in that building in, in, in the Toyota Center in, in, in Ontario, California, not Ontario, Canada, for some of y'all. British thought people. That it was here, right? No, there were some people, people from Ohio and from Puerto Rico who thought it was Ontario, California, or Ontario, Canada. They know who they are. Anyway. It's just, they're bad at naming things. Anyway. Right? Anyway, so they do the show. And um, there are people in that building who, A, did not see that tweet, and B, thought they were getting a CM Punk promo where he announces... My title will be on the line against Hiroshi Tanahashi or something. They were expecting something much different than what they got. So it turns out that no, he's not in fact going to challenge for any titles anytime soon because CM Punk has an injury, uh, presumably foot. We don't know. Nothing's been told. And he is not relinquishing the title, despite Chris Jericho yelling throughout the show. He's going to give up the title. He's going to relinquish the title. And then he has to go and quote tweet every single like media person who has any sort of numbers on their Twitter feeds and be like, I misspoke. I'm sorry. It's wrong. And uh, yeah, that was Jericho messed up everything for everyone. And CM Punk is taking time off to get surgery on something. And then they did the, well, let's talk about the CM Punk thing first. Yeah, I guess we Uh, got there. So let's talk about it. We got there and then we could talk about what happens next. Thoughts on, on what's going on with, with Punk and the injury thoughts on his title win. Where were you going? What did you What did you think about the match? It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was a five and a half hour pay-per-view at that point. I was tired. Uh, I was over a lot of things. And I've talked extensively about why a five and a half hour pay-per-view doesn't work for me, brother, brother. 
the match was fine. It just it it was Piper versus Hart at WrestleMania eight. Yeah, that's what had, it was. It, so I assume that was the I do your finisher, you do my finisher, back and forth. Will they? Won't they? Yeah, and like the 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 two baby faces, but people kind of see that one is a piece of shit, but the other one's fine. Like there's a little bit of will they? Won't yeah, they? And then in which, the end, everyone's a face, and everyone gets along. Yeah, and the story wasn't that. I don't know. It, it wasn't that good. Like I didn't. You know, like I liked. I don't mind that it's nobody's like the outright bad guy, but they the way they were talking was kind of weird, and it wasn't clear if Ham was going to become like the narrative for me was Hangman is becoming overconfident, so this gives him an easy out to like I lost the title. It's because I got too confident, too cocky, arrogant, um, and I let that get the better of me, and I lost. So like now he can go right back to being a babyface and. St- did this tweener thing so like i didn't mind that what i didn't like was the the constant uh crowd taunting between the both of them i thought that was kind of sleepy except for the go to sleep go to sleep like that if it was just that i think i would have appreciated it a lot more um and the i'll do your finisher you'll do mine would have been fine if cm punk didn't screw it up every time and and if that played into the, the the injury that he had and you know exacerbated on friday okay i get it uh, exactly. I guess it was Wednesday when the injury happened, but regardless. Um, yeah, yeah. So they I, said it was Wednesday and I, I didn't know when it happened and I was watching it after I already knew he was injured. So I watched him go down after the second attempt at the buckshot lariat and it looked like he just busted both of his ankles. Yeah. But apparently not. That. Apparently not. So I, I have no idea. Like Nobody knows. And all the think pieces are just like, oh, it happened on this move. It happened on this thing. It happened on the stage dive. If it happened on the stage dive, by the way, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm so pissed. <laughs> but regardless, we don't know how it happened, and it happened, so they have to reset and figure it out. So when um, Punk wins the match, and and again, like I understand from a business standpoint why you're doing that. You have a new TV contract to negotiate, and gone are the days in wrestling, or just in general, gone are the days in media where a new idea or a new push talent or a new concept is what's going to lead your network into successful business. Now everything, look at the movies. Everything is a remake. Everything that's pushed today is a remake of an old idea that that was huge. You and I have talked about this. It's all nostalgia. And you've got CM Punk, who is like the ultimate nostalgia act. And please don't take this the wrong way. The guy was gone for seven years. People spent seven years saying, when's CM Punk coming back to wrestling? CM Punk is back in wrestling. People are enjoying it. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, he was gone for seven years. People are now reliving the times that CM Punk was on their TV screen seven years before he came back. I mean, we're doing that. We're doing that though. We like, this is heavily nostalgic. Like WWE is now very, very nostalgic with all their legends contracts. They have their legends night like that. That's thoroughly established, but we also just did the Owen, which is a, for a wrestler who passed in 1999. Like that, you know, we are, we are still living in nostalgia season, even in AEW. Like, yeah. So the CM Punk stuff makes sense to me. So they I gave him the belt. Like, they, yeah, they gave, they gave, they gave the him belt. the title because they know that they can rely on him as well, the guy. Well, the, they thought they could rely on him as the guy to get them uh, more eyes on the product and therefore a better TV rating, therefore a better TV deal, yada, yada, yada. You can make the, the link. Whereas, it probably doesn't hit the same with a guy like uh hangman no and i like i don't mind this decision like i thought they gave hangman a good out that he didn't get he didn't have to lose too much face he had seven title defenses he lasted longer than jericho's initial run and like i said they gave him a good narrative excuse excuse for why he he lost so right. i'm i'm okay with them making this decision i'm happy to see cm punk get the belt i was fine with that it's just a shame what has happened now I'm looking forward to when Hangman comes back. I want to know what kind of story they're going to tell with him. Uh, I think whatever story they had planned just got thrown down the toilet. Yeah. And uh, and I see in the chat, like Sasha saying Hangman was a good champ. He, he was, was a great champ. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching his matches. I had a lot of fun talking about his matches. He really did deliver. And there's opportunity for him to be a champion again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be sooner than later now because uh, Punk comes out and says, I'm not relinquishing the title, but doesn't actually say that. Chris Jericho yells he's relinquishing the title. And then AEW has to go on promotional duty. And oh my God, I don't know if you watched Rampage in in its entirety. You did. I couldn't watch a single match because all I was seeing 
or hearing was commentary getting messed up over themselves. And then people on the internet being like, what's going on with the title? Did he or didn't he give up the title? And what comes next? They're trying to explain this, this Moxley interim title thing. And everyone's getting so messed up. We know what it is now. So on Dynamite, they're going to have a battle royal. The winner of the battle royal at the beginning of Dynamite will face John Moxley at the end of Dynamite. That person will go on to Forbidden Door to face the winner of Hiroki Goto and Hiroshi Tanahashi, who will be facing each other at New Japan Dominion pay-per-view, which is, I think, next week. I did. So the winner of Goto. Okay, so Tanahashi, I didn't know that I didn't know the New Japan part of it. <laughs> like, they just added that yesterday. Oh they clarified God. it in, in a press release. So it's gonna be the winner of Goto and Tanahashi versus the winner of Moxley versus TBD. They're gonna have a match of Ridden Door for the interim AEW title. Now what sucks about that is oh. the way that AEW treats their A their their interim titles, in that the interim titles don't really exist. In the lineage of AEW World oh, Championships. Oh, that sucks. I don't like that. Yeah, like I'm fine with the concept of interim championship. Like, because one, they've done it before. Two, it's how the UFC handles things. Three, it like it allows you to do interesting things like set up a guaranteed rematch, which again is just like it is good to have narratively reasonable matches in the future where you don't have to do deep story work because you can't do deep story work for every single match. Like that is fine. So I don't mind that being a thing. Cause then, you know, at some point you can just put together a dream match and they don't need to be blood enemies. So, but they I don't like that. They don't credit whoever gets the title. That doesn't make any sense to me. A little like, nuts. Like they'll mention, they'll mention interim title on the TV or whatever it is. But like they'll, if there's an official record books, for AEW, and I use that in air quotes for yeah. the audio listeners, it probably won't be brought up as well, like a legitimate and, title. Okay, so that it's a shame, but it like also as I'm thinking about it, like I don't give a crap. Like, because the, the the narrative is in my own head, like how much I like, and if someone was an interim champ, they're a champ in my mind. So it's all it's all that matters to me. So clearly the punk injury derailed a ton of plans. Yeah, Something. I would say so. They had they had the whole thing, they had the FTR thing. Uh, which again, Punk tripped on the ropes during that match. He just loves doing stuff on the ropes he can't do. <laughs> like, it's, it's just strange. But uh, Punk goes down with injury. They're going to do this interim championship thing. I, I do. I don't mind that they're making the final at Forbidden Door. It, yeah. it like it works. I think it's very random to have Goto and Tanahashi do the match. Tanahashi I thought it was still was Tanahashi. Yeah, I yeah, thought like it was going to be him. I, yeah, Why Tanahashi is he getting already... screwed? Poor guy. <laughs> like... I thought the Tanahashi match was just off yeah. while they figure out who the yeah, champion yeah. was or that the champion would be whoever wins at Dynamite, but then they changed it or not changed it, but then they they corrected it as the champion will be announced or will be uh, crowned at Forbidden Door. Sure, that's fine. I just laugh at the idea that like Tanahashi's just sitting there just being like, just get your shit together. And then Tony, Tony Khan's just like, all right, I'll get my shit together. You're going to compete for the title that you are not a part of our organization. And it's like, all right, that's the cool. worst part of all this is like, okay, these titles aren't going to change hands at this pay-per-view. So like, I don't really care. Well, that's the, thing. the stakes like, aren't there. Like, we're not going to crown new champions. So we may as well crown a champion. Yeah. And this is the chance. And that, and that's the pull. Uh, so you got Mox is somehow number one of the rankings. Tony Khan took to Twitter as he always does to explain himself uh, because earlier in the week or maybe earlier in the day, they released a, 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 the rankings and Moxley was not first. And yeah. then suddenly by the end of Rampage, they re-released the rankings and guess who was number one? It's fun. We're having fun here, folks. And then uh, they're doing the Battle Royal. Who the hell wins this Battle Royal, Tim? Who's in? I don't we know. Don't know I, I do like this. I like the, the chaos of it because like, it gives you a ton of opportunities to elevate someone, right? Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish says, big love. Maybe that is, is he trying to say Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee? Are you trying to say Luchasaurus is going to win this? Thank you for the super chat. Do we know who's in it yet? No, right? No, but it, yeah. presumably everyone who's on the active roster. That's cool. too many people. <laughs> it's not enough people. It's going to be the first hour of the show, damn it. Oh, man. That would be exciting. I'm fine with that too. Do a Royal Rumble. Just do one. Like if they had done a casino style, I think that would have been fun. Yeah. Because that's that's their gimmick. It would have been it would have been a good show. Uh honestly, I wouldn't mind. I see people throwing out like Jay Lethal, Adam Cole, uh Hangman, and Helico. Yes. <laughs> is he still 
He's it still was working. Just, it was just the other one. Uh, Jack Evans, Jack who Evans, is now actually you. going to be part of the Impact Ultimate X match at Slammiversary, which I'm excited for. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, the I think Danielson's going to win. I think so, too. Him. And I think that's a reasonable, you know, then you again, you set up a little dream match. It's fun. You get to watch Danielson versus uh, Mox. It's compatible with who their characters are within the Blackpool Combat Club because they just loves to fight, you know? Like, that's it. That's They're, the Friday night guy. They'll get real bloody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll get real bloody. They'll shake hands. Whoever wins will go on, presumably Danielson, in my mind, because I actually think I would prefer whoever wins this battle royal to win rather than Mox. I have a very important question on the back of this. Who wins between the Blackpool Combat Club or the Blackpool Country Club, as we call them here? <laughs> And the brawling brutes in WWE. Who wins between Mox, Danielson, and Yuta? The brutes. They're bigger. They're just Sheamus bigger. They're much, they are much Butch. bigger than all of them. It's no question. <laughs> Commenters, I need to know who wins. Is it the brutes or is it the BCC? Because that is an important question that we need answered. That's what it is. Throw that up on Twitter. Russell some jimmies, Joel. Oh my God. I'm going to rustle all the jimmies. Remind me after the show. Yeah. I do. I would love to see BCC face off because, like you said, they're, they're, they just want to fight, and yeah. there's a respect there. But it's not like a. It, it's just a. It's just a match. Yeah, you can do and it, and it's not the lose. death of the faction. You can get right back to blood and guts after that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You can get back to blood and guts. Here's the Wait, other problem. No, that. that screws that up actually. Well, yeah, because. Doors... But but you crown the interim champion, and then you have Chris Jericho come out and say, "The if the AW that. champion give me that." Ends, <laughs> I'm yeah. a sports entertainer. Give me that. Yeah. Because okay, if the AW works. champion gets pinned in blood and guts, then I win the title. Are they going to give it to J like the JAS? Or are they going to 50-50 it? I think they should all share the world title. No. Chris J Jake Hager, one-fifth of the AW World Heavyweight Champions. Angelo Parker, AEW World Champion. Oh man. No, Anarchy. but but Anarchy but actually, uh, anarchy in the uh, yeah, anarchy in the arena was actually a lot of fun, a lot better than any of us expected it to be. Uh, but I will go back to this. Uh, Jericho was the other person that I had as winning yeah. the match, having the match with Tanahashi. Um, and that could that could work for me, or even just Jericho versus Goto, especially even for a short run. Just the appreciate me is so funny. Like, I yeah, like exactly. Dig. I like that dig. Listen, man, it's it's silly, but it's so much fun. I I rarely give Jericho his flowers like this, but when he's doing the character so well, it's great. He's a wizard. And I could see Jericho <laughs> who being... burns a man. <laughs> it was good stuff. I could see Jericho being the guy who wins the title at this point. Yeah. And then yeah, they all they all share the world championship. They all say that they're the world champion. Just give them four replica belts. <laughs> like... Oh God. They're all walking out with Kangle hats and world titles. Oh, abysmal. That's fun though. I would love Chris that. Jericho. I know you're watching because you take everyone else's ideas. That's the play right there. You win that title. You get yourself a Kangle hat and you get the replicas and everybody gets a title. Everybody gets one. I live for manifesting yeah, the most be, ridiculous shit. This I would can. be excellent. I'm fine with all of this. I think we just cracked the code. Uh, and then, of course, Jericho versus Punk would actually be a pretty good match. Yeah, probably. With Punk winning. Punk would have to go over. Oh, right? he has to win. Don't let Jericho win that. <laughs> Could you imagine Jericho beating Punk for the interim title match? Oh, God, that'd be just bonkers. I love it. <sighs> What do we want to talk about? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Jericho. You want, let's talk about Jericho for the next 20 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, it's Jericho with the do-rag. Let's do it. The boy band <laughs> outfits were so perfect. Like, were honestly, really it's it's frustrating because he's such a jackass, but he's so good at this. Like, it's very fun. Like, him and MJF are the ones telling clear, coherent stories right now that are very fun to me. Like, yeah. I'm having fun with their stuff. And again, like that's not to say that people can't enjoy anything else going no, on in the world. No, enjoy what you enjoy. I'm just saying what I like. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's what we're all about here. Like, we're talking about the stuff that we enjoy, or the stuff that we want to clown on, or the stuff that we think can be better. Um, there is a premium live event tonight. We can talk about that, or we can talk about last night's in your house real quick. <laughs> that's tonight. That's tonight. <laughs> Most people had that reaction last night to the show that happened. That's yeah. tonight. Also that. NXT in your house was, uh, I called it an easy watch. I thought it was fine. The yeah. show didn't go too, too long. It was about, what, 
two hours, 45 minutes, you Just can go watch the tag match. Go watch the creed seemed, match. Seemed like a long episode of NXT. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Go watch the Creeds match. Uh, them yep. versus Pretty Deadly. That was a good match. In their uh, nicest yellow jumpsuits. I thought that, that it was a very pastel affair. So I was under the impression until they took off the sweaters. I thought that it didn't have the Diamond Mine logo on it and that they were foreshadowing that they were yeah. just they had new neon tights and like they're foreshadowing they're going to get kicked out. Clearly not the case because they put a giant Diamond Mine logo on the front. Fine by me. Dispelled that immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I was like, let's not press send on this tweet. Uh, and it was fine. The, the match was really good. Yeah. I love that a lot of people got freaking over the moon for a shooting star press. And I'm like. Okay, someone busted a lot of people stuff. doing it these days. I guess they're not as meaty though. Like you know, he's he's slightly meatier than your average shooting star press guy. So yeah, it's true. I, I wanted uh, the bigger one to do it. Yeah, Brutus. it's not Lesnar again. Like the you know the bigger. I assume Brutus. I think Brutus is the bigger one. Brutus Julius would be the bigger one if if Vince is naming him. Brutus is the chunky guy. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, good match. Go see it. Go out of your way. It's a good one. Uh, what else was in? this show they did the women's championship match mandy rose against wendy chu it was actually quite fun i enjoyed it had its it moments simple. probably it okay. one of the better better defenses for mandy rose yeah 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 it's just like i don't know there's the roster seems thin now like it's like who's who's taking the place there yeah and uh what else went on the oh carmelo hayes versus cameron grimes go watch that match good. that was great. very good because yeah like it is what it is uh yeah. i'm disappointed I hope they move Cameron up or something. Like I, I am disappointed that he didn't really have a run with this title, but it's fine. It it makes sense to put it on Carmelo. I'm not saying it's like an incorrect decision. I just think that Cameron needs to move up, move on, do something, have him yeah. be part of a uh, Max Dupree's mod. Like just be this weird, like what this. Wait a minute. Did you and I talk about this once? No, never. What did I talk about? I talked about this with somebody already. I'd say Cameron Grimes should join or should try to join Max Dupree. Yeah. Have Max. But Max keeps saying, no, you're not good looking. Enough. <laughs> you're not a model. Like you're not and handsome. He's a, <laughs> and he's got a face. He's got a face. Mason Mansoor, who are the two first guys to join yeah, the yeah. maximum male model agency. Which by the way, funny. Max, Mace, Mansoor, Cameron Grimes. So that's the whole point of it is they have to add the guy who's not an M name. And he's just there, like an annoying, like have him just be annoying. <laughs> yes, exactly. Th to the moon. I'll pay you to join your agency because agencies get paid to bring in their talent. Either way, uh, I agree with you. It'll be fun. Um, yep. The But but the call up for Monday is probably going to be <sighs> Casey Catanzaro and what's her face? Yeah. I mean, they need women's tag teams, right? <laughs> to do something. <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird one. Um, people are strange on the internet. So I just, yeah, it's going to be Casey Squared showing up on Raw. Have fun with yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. It yep. is what it is. They got their entrance dialed in. The match was on their part pretty decent. So Exactly. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the premium live event. Let's talk about Hell in a Cell. I don't even know. There's Omos and MVP. And it's it's a mo okay yeah you you fill it out because I don't know what the hell is even going on anymore I don't I didn't even realize Randy Orton was hurt I thought Riddle got hurt so I'm very confused no. it's Randy so that they can have Riddle stand on his own for a bit which honestly is working it's working that that I know <laughs> I'm actually enjoying especially after the yeah. past SmackDown I'm enjoying that they're giving Riddle a bit more of an edge they're not just making him random stoner dude they're actually giving him something that like makes you want to root for him as more than just adorable stoner kid. Yes. Yeah. And that works for me. Uh, the match has one SmackDown match, by the way. Everything else is a raw match. We can yeah. Talk about that I, I thought there were no SmackDown matches. So the one is a surprise. They I added one on SmackDown. No. Ronda? No, no, God forbid. No. no uh, let's let's get into it. It's going to be Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, a.k.a. Bullet, Bullet Club, as everyone's calling them. Ugh. <laughs> On the judgment that's day. That's low effort. <laughs> I know. The judgment day. That's Edge, also Damian terrible. Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, judgment day has to get the win here. They do. Yeah, and yeah. does somebody turn? I mean, Finn Balor's in the match. He's going to lose. Well, Finn like... Balor's going to get pinned, but does, does and Balor... Liv. Man, it's just, there's no way. Does Balor defect and join the judgment day? Sure. Give him something to do. That's the one I would do. Yeah, I'd do that. 
why not? Uh, yeah, it'll be good. He's a better he's, fit, I think. Well, you know, I know he's the Bullet Club, but he, he would look okay in there. Give him some purple. Give him some purple. Give him in the purple gear. I'm sure everyone will love it. Or the blued, sorry. I keep forgetting. It's a bluish purple. It's a it's, Yeah, it's blurple. Uh, Ezekiel yeah. takes on Kevin Owens. That's going to be, that's the match where I'm like least certain on who's going to win. Is there a stipulation to that? No, but I would, I think Zeke's going to win. Yeah, I think I think Zeke should win again. Kevin Owens like never really is hampered by a loss. Like he's just too good. Can't keep but him K- down. Ko's whole thing is like he's slowly going crazy. Yeah, I think a loss a loss to Ezekiel would absolutely just make him go bonkers. Love it. Really I would, would that. enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley takes on Omos and MVP. I think that one is that in Hell in a Cell. I think I think it's in, in the Hell cell Hell. and it's a handicap match. God, these cell matches are crap. Now. And I think Cedric Alexander got a, got added to it this past yeah, Monday. What is happening? Well, you know, the, the MVP likes Cedric Alexander from his hurt days, hurt business days. Did he? So, he kicked him out. <laughs> yeah, well, Bobby Lashley didn't want him, so here we are. Money oh, talks, so we got yes. Omos MVP. Bobby Lashley who like betrayed MVP somehow. As one does. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it's, it's just a handicap. Thank God. Okay. Is it? I thought it was in the cell. It, it was unclear. There was cell. <sighs> anyway, I don't should know. have been in the cell. So there's only one Hell in a Cell match, which actually I'm fine with. In, the, that's, in that case, sure. And that's and, the Seth and and Cody, Seth and Cody. for sure. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, so Lashley, Omos, and MVP. Who won the last one? It was Omos won after Lashley beat him at WrestleMania. So this is the rubber match. Yeah. The match has become more about Lashley and MVP than it has about Omos. <laughs> So what do you do? Does MVP pin Bobby Lashley to make Omos look stronger somehow? I honestly think that's what it's going to be. It's going to end with Omos beating the shit out of Lashley, like the, the in the final minute or whatever, and then MVP tags in or Omos, you know, MVP's like tag me in, tag me in, and then he hits either the playmaker or just gets the pin and pins Bobby Lashley. Got to be, got to be it sure i don't man what I, i'm just trying to like they live and die by moment making and i just don't know what the moments like i guess the moment from the last episode of raw was the fight in the crowd it was memorial day that was the moment it was congratulations you oh, made it through a three-hour throwaway show oh man it was not a good episode of raw for me at least i i definitely looked up and i was like oh 11 o'clock already that's great <laughs> you ended with this segment anyway uh Matt Cat Moss versus Happy Corbin got added on Friday. It is a they've no already done match, this, but it's no holds barred this time. Too. I don't it's care. Be great. Uh, oh, cool, cool. Then I can expect a bunch of kendo sticks to come out. Did you see how Madcap looked? No, I didn't. Does he look badass? He looks wow. badass. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a photo. But how you did they alter him? Yes, love it. Uh, it I swear to God, if you pull up that photo where he's upside down, I'm just gonna <laughs> no, smack you. I should have <laughs> <laughs> oh, done it. Where is this one? I, oh, you got it. You got to give me a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Um, okay. Are the suspenders still there? I'm just going to do 20 questions about this. No, they are not. Oh, is he still in tight, tight little shorts? Yes, but not, they're not shorts. He's got he's got tights now. Oh, boo, boo! What? What's wrong with that? Tights are boring. Shorts are cool. I guess it's fine. But uh, oh, I gotta find the stupid photo now. This is very frustrating for me. Uh, Ace, you know who I liked with Kendo Sticks? Blackman, Steve Blackman. He was fun yeah. with Kendo Sticks. I missed he, those he also, days. He beat Kendo people sticks. up with all sorts of shit. Yeah, exactly. He was just a hardcore guy. So that's yeah, I, I don't I don't mind a sprinkling of Kendo Sticks. I don't like that they're literally all we ever see anymore because chair shots are taboo now. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm gonna upload it now. We're going to get it. We're going to see it. You're going to love it. Everyone's going to be happy again. Does he have new music? Uh, Yes. Is it more boring music that is being pumped out? Ooh, this... that's a, that, never mind. Disregard. Look, looks, disregard looks... my previous criticisms. This looks pretty good. Yeah, this this is the yeah. guy now. Yeah, that's yeah the guy. way way different from 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 this guy. <laughs> it's such a low res photo. <laughs> It shows up so much. Yeah, we use it a lot here. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah listen, the, the, that is what's going to make the match fun, in my opinion, is the His fact that new black trunks. <laughs> His new black trunks, exactly. And even Corbin's a little less happy now. He's yeah. just, it's going to hopefully be a fight a little bit more uh, edgy. So you I'm know fine. what? Like, 
Yeah, I, I'm skeptical about it, but I honestly, like, I like Corbin. He always seems to deliver. Like, I keep enjoying that. And same with Madcap. He just keeps continuing to put on, like, really great matches out of nowhere that shouldn't be that good. So <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah, just hit him in the head with the chair. Yeah, do it. No, anyway. Coward. Uh, Let's move on. Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. They added that match on Monday. Because... After a chaotic Monday of, of Mustafa Theory nonsense. Exactly. And they're in Mustafa's hometown of Chicago. Uh, people are just like, yeah, well, they never have people win in their hometowns anymore. Well, let's go back to Ron Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee, where Bianca Belair beat Sony Deville for the after getting humiliated the year before. <laughs> yeah, well, that happens all the time. Yeah. Anyway, the point is here. Who knows who's going to win? Do you think Mustafa wins or is it going to be Austin Theory or just Theory? Like, here's the thing. What wins out more? Uh, the fact that Mustafa was so frustrated and they had to presumably concede something. Um, or the fact that uh, Vince seems to have taken such an actual shine to Theory that he's being like ordained here. So, like, I don't know. I don't know which way which way's heavier. Did Mustafa negotiate something or did Austin Theory, like, is Austin Theory just the guy and we're just waiting to watch him continue to ascend? I think Theory's the guy. I don't think Ali was like, hey, Vince, give me a title, brother. I don't think yeah, he's that kind of guy. I don't think so either. Um, but I can see Theory dropping the title now and going into Money in the Bank, having a, a good performance, not yeah. as a champion, just no, as a guy in yeah. the match. And then not winning, but then having another match for the U.S. title at SummerSlam and winning the yeah. title at SummerSlam, where it becomes a bigger deal that he wins because more eyes, blah, blah, blah. It's a bigger show. So, so like, I appreciate that there's doubt here. Like, I really, I'm, I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. And again, that, that's what I appreciate, too. And not everything is is quite as obvious to me um, because I will give myself other options to where it could go. So who knows? If theory retaining to honest, it's most most likely but yeah. for those who are just like, oh, they, he always loses in his hometown. Well, they've done a pretty good job of, of yeah, I doing wouldn't, that lately. I'm not really factoring that in. I do it like a 60-40, like leaning towards theory. Like, I don't yeah. think it's that cut and dry. For the Raw Women's Championship, it's Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. Notable on house shows, they've been doing Bianca, Asuka, Becky, and Alexa Bliss. I think we might be seeing Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss at Money in the Bank. Yeah, that seems right. And then put Asuka and Becky in, in the women's money in the bank match. Yeah, they're hyping her up right now too, right? So yeah, they're giving her wins. So I would like to see that. Um, but are we we're all feeling Bianca wins and it's like Asuka and Becky kind of cost each other the match because they're so enthralled with yep. each other. Okay, I'm fine with that. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel. Main event Hell in a Cell, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Freakin' Rollins. Yes, I read it in the chat. They did a whole angle where Cody Rhodes is, quote, injured. No, he's not because he came out at the end of the match last night where he wasn't in it and he attacked Seth Rollins. Cody is fine. It was an angle at a house show. There is no injury to Cody Rhodes. Cody versus Seth. What do you do? It's the third match between these three. This is the first match that actually has some sort of story in it that's not, welcome back, I'm going to beat you. There's actually some sort of... Uh, back and forth and some yeah, sort of hatred between a grudge, Cody and yeah there's a grudge what what do you like what do you dislike how do you feel about the match cody wins this is the rubber match and he moves on and then we can start working towards the belt right keep his uh journey going so he can keep holding up that photo of his papa does he win money in the bank i think so yeah graham saying you heard it here first brandy Rhodes is under the ring Oh, God. Uh, hey, did you see? She posted a video of her working and it was adequate. She comes out from under the ring and says, who told you it was open cell nights? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to. I really had to. Oh, fair. Uh, fair. He has won twice, so I don't know why we're doing this. Yeah, I it's not the rubber match. I continue to just rewrite the stories to make sense in my <laughs> mind, but they never do. My God. Well, the, the idea. So so here, let, let's give credence to the story. His, his, sorry, I popped myself with that stupid mic, that stupid open mic comments. Oh man. Um, the, the first match was Seth gets caught by surprise because he doesn't yep. know who the guy is, right? And it's Cody, and Cody wins because Seth wasn't ready, quote unquote, not ready, uh, even though he should always, he should be always ready, like Matt Cardona. And instead, has the, the, the rematch at WrestleMania Backlash, WrestleMania rematch, because um reasons because seth wasn't ready so he wants to be ready this time so that's fine and then this time they made it about the fact 
that Cody went away and tried to take away money and food from Seth's plate. Therefore, he should atone for his sins by facing him in in, in Hell in a Cell. And he's trying to injure Cody Rhodes actively. That's the best I can do. And I know some people are going to be like, that's that's stupid. I get it. But like, that's just kind of the way that I put it in my head as the match. That's fine. That's good enough. As long as it ends here, for the love of God. Exactly. Let it, honestly, let it end. Let Cody win and then be put into money in the bank or let it be. I mean, what are they going to do? Put Cody and Seth in money in the bank and then they just renew the same hostilities again. Please. No, doesn't make sense. Like, uh, no. Yeah. Cody's the one that challenged him to hell in a cell because he was over Seth's shit. He was like, I'm sick of you coming and interrupting my matches. So now you're going to get me in the cell. Yeah. Close enough. It's the best I can do. Either way, it's only one Hell in a Cell match this year. Not two, not three. Just the one. So at least they're making it a major feud. Um, and this match, this is a very B pay-per-view. And yeah. I know people are just like, well, why would you have B pay-per-views when you should be wanting everyone to watch your shows? It's a B it, pay-per-view. You've got money in the bank yeah. in three, four weeks. Uh... The one, There's one thing with this main event that could turn out okay. Um, and it's hard to know because it depends on how much people are allowed to do things in WWE. Um, This match could be very cool because Cody has proven himself to be able to put together some very interesting moments in, in dangerous moves. So hopefully he has a cool salt spot. I hope so. um, I have a very important question for you. Does Cody bleed tonight? I don't think he's going to bleed, but I, like I, I'm just really hoping that he came in with a good idea for the cell because it feels like no one has had one for a while. I think he's gonna try his best the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I'll believe. If he if he bleeds, it's not. It's it surely isn't planned. It is. Yeah. Uh, I'm is just any... gonna mush my face into. I might actually. Well, and good luck trying to cheese grate your face on that cell because it's pretty well coated now. <laughs> <laughs> The red, the red paint is actually like just anti-cut adhesive. It's like Teflon, <laughs> exactly. And like like Andrew saying in the chat, like they're always quality yes, in the rings. So you're looking absolutely. forward to it. And that's the thing. It was the same thing with the last show. People were just like, "This show's gonna suck," and then ended up being pretty entertaining because guess what? These wrestlers know how to wrestle. They just don't get good storylines yeah. to work with. At this, I'm, like I am just intrigued because Cody can put together big, scary spots. He did it a bunch in AEW, and he kept surprising me with that when he had a stipulation in his match. Like that, his resume match on the, the very last one was insane. So, like, I'm just really, really hoping he's got a good sell idea. I want to add one thing. There was the reports coming out with like Money in the Bank being moved from the from Allegiant Stadium to the intimate confines of the MGM Grand Garden Arena. That's never not going to be funny. And the fact that we're still talking about it means that it's working. Uh, I want to, there was the report that came out, you know, uh, Reigns is no longer listed on the show's poster. I think they're going to do what they did at WrestleMania Backlash where he, he's going to be on the show. And I think it's going to be him and Riddle. Um, Despite what people are saying, you know, what, what's been said, by by Meltzer or Alvarez, whoever, I just I had that feeling because after this past Friday on SmackDown, they made it feel like Riddle's going to go after uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, if but, that wasn't the plan before, I don't know. I think what maybe this was a test for that, and I think he he passed. So, and we talked about it a few weeks ago. We said it was going to potentially be Riddle at Money in the Bank, uh, a return. Well, we didn't know returning at the point, but returning Randy Orton for SummerSlam, that's a money match. And yep. then they want to do September. Uh, they they kind of pseudo announced Drew said at Clash of the yeah, Castle, Clash of the he's going to get the championship. He didn't specifically say Roman Reigns. I mean, listen, it's, it's presumably Roman Reigns. We get it. But they did a good job, minus Pat McAfee, of making it just he gets a title shot at Clash of the, at Clash of the Castle. That is such a tongue twister of a name for a show. I know. I don't love it. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we got through it. Natty is going to face uh ronda rousey i told y'all i told y'all for months that it was going to be her first challenge i told you i told you i'm gonna rub my beard on the mic i told you tim where can the kids find you on the internet they can find me at tim stone p t-i-m-b-s-t-o-n-e-p twitter instagram five all over books we're 13,000 strong, but we could get to 72,000 if you tell your friends about us and subscribe to us here on the channel. Leave us a five-star review if you're in the audio realm. We appreciate you hanging out with us. 
putting up with our nonsense chat. You're awesome. Always good to see you. We'll be back again on Sunday for another episode at noon Eastern. I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.